ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Porter, and I have a special guest with me, as always. Today, it is Heather Abbott, and Heather is a fellow Canadian who comes to us from the the eastern part, the Maritimes part of Canada in um, Nova Scotia, I think. Yes, Digby, Nova Scotia. Welcome to the show, first of all, Heather. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. You're very welcome. Heather and I are today part of um, an event called Potapalooza, which my friend Michelle Abraham and Kimberly Crow are putting on, and it's been quite a day. And uh, we had Heather and I met briefly on another event last summer, and we haven't actually really connected until today. So it's kind of fun to be able to do this interview with her. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, Heather. Her mission is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs take their place amongst the wealthy so we can up-level the world. Wouldn't that be nice? She has spent decades as a CPA, financial advisor, mindset worker, and entrepreneur, and shares this expertise and her innate magic to help you make friends with your finances and guide you to true prosperity. I love that. Make friends with your finances, which fits to the relationship piece of my, my podcast, have a good Mm -hmm. relationship with your finances and with money, because if you don't, it can come back and bite you pretty quickly. Maybe that's a good place to start. Heather, welcome again to the show and, and tell me how you um, combine mindset work and, and finance work for your clients to up level them. Well, you have to have both. You have to have the right mindset for money to come to you and for it to stay with you. Mm. And you have to have the numbers side of it. And speaking of relationships, if we want to look at money as a true relationship, I will tell you that it's exactly the same getting over money blocks as it is getting out of an abusive relationship. (laughs) Okay, explain. Well, you will have people come along who tell you how to do it. Yes. It's not going to matter until you figure it out yourself. You're not going to do it until you're absolutely ready. It's scary as hell. You don't know what people are going to think about you if you become wealthy or if you leave a relationship, right? You're going to be judged. So the, the, the similarities just go on and on. It was one of those information downloads I got on a full moon when I couldn't sleep and I was like oh my gosh it is it's so much the same that's really cool actually that you're able to take um, a probably horrific um, long-term experience and turn that into a positive in the sense that it actually that was a great visual for me in a way because you know where was I oh I was um, I was on the prep for this um, event and the uh, the organizers were talking about how the Zoom was going to work. Can you go out of this room and in this room and you use this link and you use that link? And I was getting complete headache about the whole thing because I need to see it. I need to actually see things mm-hmm. happen and how they work. And it wasn't until I did it myself because we had to do a test run that it, that I got it. And 
And so that little story, as horrific as it probably was, because I know it was part of your life, um, that it, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's just really, there it is, you know, the aha moment comes when you see that. Now, when you talk about having, um, uh, you know, that mindset about money, because money will come and money will go, like, do you, do you notice or do you ever start with people about, you know, I, I've done some work around my money blocks and I've had people ask me and, you know, you do this in a lot of personal development work where they'll say, do you remember when you were a kid and what did you hear about money? What were the things that you were taught at home? Because that's, I suppose, where it really starts. So do you talk to your clients about that? Yes. Yep. Uh, it's, I've done the journey myself. So I've, I've, I was a broke accountant, you know, you keep that hidden, you have the shame, that's another way that they're similar, right, the shame in both, and denial. Um, And it was, um, it was key to helping me. And I needed to do the process to get from where I was to a better place. And I have tried so many different methods, and they all have benefits in some way. But I do know from listening to scientists who speak on metaphysical type things that, yes, the things that you hear before seven years old, you really don't have the ability to question it the way you would as an adult or or older than that. You take it in. So you have to be really careful what you say to your children um, because you don't know. And it's not just what you say. It's what they hear. Mm-hmm. Because it can be two different things, right? Like when I was a little girl and I was dressed up in this pretty little dress and my mom took me out to show my dad how pretty I was. Well, he's a mechanic and he was working on a car and he's like, oh, she doesn't belong here. Meaning I was going to get dirty. Sure. But what do you think I heard? Sure. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> that started a whole journey of working on my self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had one in my life, too, actually that goes way, way back um, from my father. And, and it's kind of an interesting one. What would you say if someone said this to you? It's not a crime to be poor, it's a crime to look poor. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. That definitely is. Um, obviously, in my mind, what I hear is that person has some issues with their money mindset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, and in all fairness, I think when I look back and, you know, analyze it myself for my father, my father was part of the generation of um, uh, the Second World War and um, having to go to um, fight and when he was too young and he should have been in school and he was very smart and he should have stayed in school, but he never got to. And so he always felt that he never got to rise as, 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 he might have if he'd had a better education. And so everything he did, it was to give that impression that he had made it. And I think, you know, and there was a lot of demons underneath that, but it was just interesting as an adult to look back at it and think, oh my, well, yeah. I have heard that um, millionaires will wear suits, billionaires wear t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. But I think that, I think that that also comes with generation. There's a lot of things that, yes, I mean, my grandmother went um, through the Great Depression and, and like she would crack an egg and she would scoop it out with her finger 
yeah. out of the eggshell to make sure she got it all because her family had been through the hardships where you had to make every bit of food count. Yes. So it's little things that you will see and experience and it's hard for them to let go. Yeah, totally. So do you find that when um, with your clients, I don't know if you have to seek them out or whether they find you because they've like had it already or they're, 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 they know that they need to step it up when it comes to owning where they are with their money and things like that. But um, how do you start working with them? Usually, well, um, one of the main things I will talk about is a, a triangle of the three things to get you true prosperity, true fulfillment in life. And it's freedom, fun, finances, and then you have to have focus. That's the key that unlocks it, right? So I will usually start with people on what is really important to you. What, what lights you up? What is it that when you get to the end of your life, you are going to look back on your life and be satisfied because you did it? And the other way to look at that, of course, is from the negative point of view. If you get to the end of your life and you regret not having done something, what is it? Right. That's key um, because... If you don't know what your bigger goal is, it's hard to have the smaller goals. Mm. But where I like to go is start with defining what's important to you on the different levels, mm -hmm. then get clarity with your numbers, which is one thing that I have a fantastic system for, and then align the two. Make sure that where your money is going and you get it clearly, a clear view of where everything's going, what you can and cannot afford with my system. And then you can tell, like, is it taking me where I want to go? You can also use it to see um, well, how much money do I actually have to make to have the life of my dreams? Because everybody out there is saying, oh, well, you got to be a millionaire. Well, not necessarily. Maybe that's not the life of your dreams. Maybe all you need is 100,000 a year and you'll be living the life of Riley, right? Like, so that's the, those are some of the things that I've gone through with them. And do you mostly work with small business owners or entrepreneurs? Heart-centered, of course. I know that you said that. You, yeah. It, the, they do tend to be entrepreneurs or have an entrepreneurial mindset. Okay. Um, you can have a job and still have that entrepreneurial mindset where you, um, you just have a different way of looking at things. You're not in the box. It's right. more of a creative way of thinking. And the heart centered is, well, I've dealt with crap enough in my life. And if you're not nice, I'm not dealing with you. <laughs> yeah. And, and you get to choose, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, do your do your clients come to you mostly from a speaking or from you speaking to groups or from referrals or how do you find how do they find you? Uh I would say networking is one of the big ways. Speaking is the other. I'm actually more focused on doing um, the speaking, the workshops, the trainings. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to keynotes, I'm more focused actually on the training speaking to begin with um, because I can reach more people more quickly because what I provide is a lot of education and steps that you can take so it's it's easier to do that in a larger way to impact more people at once by speaking so so what is the the biggest breakthrough someone's had 
from working with you or from your your um, well one of my favorites is this wonderful woman she's an entrepreneur who can have money flow to her like that like she's like oh no getting money's easy but i'm totally irresponsible she's a millionaire <laughs> yeah. this, this she is actually a millionaire she does very well but she wouldn't look and she's she has paid penalties mm. to the government that are of some people's salary for oh, the year, gosh. right? Um, because she didn't want to look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. And the biggest breakthrough was her actually happened in a matter of an email. She was in my course and we were working through the system and different things. And she said, you know, one of the reasons she doesn't want to look is because she doesn't want to put her attention on something that might pinch off the flow of money, like law of attraction, law of allowing, right? You have to be in the flow. And when I pointed out to her, like, if you're afraid to look, there's already a rock in your stream. Mm -hmm. If we look at it, we can get it out. And that was just the epiphany for her. That was the, the light bulb moment where she said, oh, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. And now I don't think she's having any troubles with any of it. She was, she told me she figured she was going to make an upper income even more because of that. Also, the main thing is she has the bucket full of money. She always had enough money going in that it would overflow the top, mm -hmm. but she was losing a lot through the holes in the bucket. Sure. Right? Yeah. So now that the bucket, the holes are filled, yeah. she can have all of it going to where she wants it to. That's great. So I, I've always, I interviewed um, Michael Loge on my podcast. You know who he is? No, I don't. He's actually Canadian also. Um, he is the uh, original law of attraction guy, actually. Um, from uh, His book is called The Law of Attraction and it came out before The Secret. And um, he's, you have to look him up on LinkedIn. He's quite the guy. And, and he still, I can still hear things that he says, because I've listened to his recordings as well as listened to, or the book on, on recordings. And he talks about, you know, um, how it, you know, whatever you say, of course, the law of attraction is, um, is hearing it and if you say negative things it strips out the negative the do's the, the, the don'ts and the can'ts and it does what what you're you know actually saying so I've always been that person that never felt I really got it like the the um the pot of the um the people that say that I have no trouble making money oh that's really easy I'm that's not going to be a problem I, I never think of it that way so what's the block? What, what am I doing wrong? Like it can, does, is there a it, thing you can quickly say that somebody can, you know, turn it on? First, one little point before I answer your yes. question about what to say there. Um, he would not be the original. I don't know who would be, but if you look back like on old books, like Florence Scoville's Shin talks about things like that. And it's really not law of attraction. What we want is created energetically. As soon as we experience something we don't like, you don't have to put your thought on it. That part's taken care of. It's the law of allowing is where we trip up. And that has to do with your emotions and your set points. So if you wake up and you go through your day, just taking what life gives you and you take whatever emotional set point comes to you during the day, 
and you stay there, then you're only going to attract things on that level. You have to purposely put your energy in a higher place and then the higher things will come to you. The happier you are, the more you are allowing because your emotions are the measure of whether you are in alignment with your higher self or not. And the more you are in alignment, the more that flows. You can't focus on the problem, focus on the why, focus on the how. That's not for you. Your job is just to imagine it, feel it, sense it. If you really want it to work, mm -hmm. then you wake up in the morning looking forward to the day. Take time to get to that mindset. Put a reminder on your phone for every hour to check in and get back to a positive mindset. That's important. The better your mindset and the more you can feel the good and just pull into that, the more things are going to work. It's like when you're in a bad mood and you keep stubbing your toe. When you're in a good mood, good things just happen. That's it. That's the key. Do you? Not, I'm, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. It's, it's not, it's, you do need to watch your language. And if you're in a higher place, you're not going to be saying all those negative things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get caught on those things by my coaches and so forth too. Do you have a, a morning ritual? I keep trying to come up with one, but it's, I, it seems to be against my nature. <laughs> well, I <I'm laughs> have this set thing. So I do, when I wake up, I do take time to breathe, smile, remember that the day is good. So I guess I do have one and I do have the reminder on my phone. It just says, check in, check in every hour just oh. to make sure I'm brought back to joy. Well, that's good. I like that. I'm, I was just going to say, maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe your ritual is at night because I'm not a morning person, but everybody I talk to says, do this, do this, do this, right? Do something on, on a ritualistic basis every morning. And it is important. And if you talk to millionaires or look up the millionaire habits, they yeah. do, they all have this. And the reason you need to do it in the morning is because that's when everything, when you sleep or when you meditate, you reset. Mm -hmm. That's why those few seconds when you wake up, you're not in a bad mood because you haven't gone back to where you thought things off the day before. Stop doing that. Make a to-do list or whatever it is, an action item list from the day before. And you can look at that, but don't take your mind back to where you left off because you're just undoing everything your sleep did for you. Your sleep took away all the negativity. Let the cork, your emotions float to the top. Yeah. And now you're just pulling it back down. Don't do that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It, it's, it sounds really easy, but it's not really easy. And well, there's a negative. Maybe, I, maybe it is really easy. It's just about reframing it. There's, there's another thought. Everything is meant to be easy. If it's not, we are expending a great deal of effort mm -hmm. to keep it not being easy. It's easier to have it be easy than it is to stop it being easy. Yeah, that makes sense too. Now, have you, I'm just checking something here. On, I don't know how current it is. Um, have you written or are you currently writing the two books? I am working on them. Yes, okay. I have the outline done for um, the emp financial empowerment for women. Mm -hmm. I, I still have to tweak that one and I have I haven't written the outline for the other one yet the um hidden key for 
true prosperity, but our true fulfillment. And but that one is it's in the works. Yes, that they, they oh, are both you, um, for writing one book, never mind two. So well, neither of them's written yet. That's They're okay. just in my head. But as I work on the talk and flesh that out, because I have all the things, I just have to sit down and actually write it. So do you have a podcast yourself. I do prosperity and possibilities. Aha. Uh-huh. And where does yours go on um, different YouTube t- and a podcast everywhere? So if you look it up on a podcast, just look up prosperity and possibilities. Okay. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can search Heather C. Abbott. The C is important because Heather Abbott was a Boston Marathon survivor. Oh, so okay. So she, you- she has a lot of a lot of uh, Google results. Sure. So if you yeah. put the C in, you get me. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And okay, so um, do you have, now I know you have a quote on here, but I don't know if this is your favorite quote. Do you have a favorite quote? You have a quote on here. I don't know if you want me to read it to you. Oh, it's not a favorite quote. Okay, you can read it if you want. Favorite quote? No, what's your favorite quote? If you I have. don't have a favorite quote. I, I love so many of them. <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, do you, um, are you a reader, like a real book reader these days or audible or podcasts or what's your favorite? I tend way? to listen to books um, since, oh gosh, 15 years now. I've focused more on audiobooks because I can still function and get things done. I could even do accounting <laughs> when I was listening to a book. But really? if I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book. Yeah. I get nothing done because I am one of those people that I stick my nose in a book and I don't come out until it's done. But then if you're listening to one while you're doing some other things, how are you paying attention to the book? Well, when you've been an accountant as long as me, if I'm doing bookkeeping or something, it's very seldom that I have to press pause to actually think about something. Okay. It's just, it's, it's easy. Or if I'm, there's a lot of things you can do. Like you can cook meals or clean up or drive when you're listening to books and I can actually do um some stuff on the computer while I'm listening to a book I might miss a little bit but um yeah no I and walking Mm -hmm. it's another thing if you if you go for a walk with your nose in a book you're gonna trip yeah no no no. for sure you I I I like going for a walk and and listening to something um listening to um usually a podcast but I've noticed that in the last little while when I've gone for a walk I've decided to not listen to anything because I'm in front of the computer the whole time so I want to just let my mind rest when I'm walking and enjoy you know just the quiet or the the natural noises out there your brain needs that it needs the break and actually one of the best things you can do for you for your creativity for just your overall mindset is take four hours with no other input just you alone sitting walking nothing else and see what your mind comes up with and if I did that more during the day Mm -hmm. then when the full moon and the new moon comes I probably wouldn't be up until 3 (laughs) a.m you get really affected by those things I was born on a full moon and I didn't even realize that until like 2015 (laughs) but yeah there's like new moon last night I was awake the night before I finally slept, but the three nights before that, I had been up until the wee hours of the morning. And so was I. That's really interesting because I, I, I do. It was a powerful new moon, though. It really was. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I, because I love that. 
the astrology piece and the and the moons and this yeah and for anybody who questions astrology let me just say this where i am the average tide is about 38 feet that's over a two-story building and if the moon has that effect on us because we're 70 percent water too Mm-hmm. then what the heck do you think the planets that are as big as Jupiter and Saturn are doing to us? Of course, astrology has truth in it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I like it. All right. Last couple of questions. Um, kind of on the, uh, off the cuff. Um, I, my favorite word is curiosity. And I love to ask my guests, do you think that curiosity is innate or learned part one and part two is what are you most curious about these days i think it's innate in most people some people don't seem to have it which i find very odd because i'm an extremely curious person i i actually know that curiosity killed the cat but satisfaction brought it back that's the second half to that (laughs) um what am i most curious about I can't narrow that down. I'm curious about everything. I want to know everything. <laughs> well, I, I, I hear you because, you know, I can, uh, I watch Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. I'm kind of a yeah. fat man. And, uh, and I le- and then I'll learn something on there that becomes an answer to a crossword puzzle that I'm doing or I'll hear a name of something on a TV show and then I have to look it up right away to see what it is. So I'm always wanting to learn and be curious. So it's, it's become an obsession. It's kind of crazy, but that's what it's about. The longer I live, the more I get curious about things, but not everybody does. And you're right. Totally right. about It that. boggles my mind when they're not curious. It's like, yeah. how, can you, how can you just not be like, I go crazy. It's like, I need to know. I still have questions from things that were piqued my curiosity when I was a kid. Okay. That I will never get the answer to. And it drives me nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Just let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Um, Okay. Last question. What is one piece of advice that you would share with my audience that has helped you in business? Oh, gosh. The, well, the main thing that I like to share is you have to look at your numbers. You don't have to do your own books. You don't have to do your own taxes. In fact, it's better if you don't. But just because you have a bookkeeper doesn't mean you get to not look. You have to look. They, if you don't have a bookkeeper who can explain what the numbers mean to you, get a better bookkeeper because they should be able to tell you This is what these numbers mean without overwhelming you. It should be a simple conversation that takes like 15, 20 minutes minimum every month, preferably every couple of weeks. But you need to look at those. There are people who have seven figure businesses who go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. There are people who actually pay you to take their product off of their hand because they're not looking at the numbers. Yeah. And I've been guilty of that. So I, I totally think that is amazing, important advice that people need to take because the minute I did um, get someone to help me with that, it made things, it put things into place a lot better. Um, I can still put my head in the sand, but not as much as I used to. So 
I'm better. Uh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for being here. And um, it was fun. And I will put your info in the show notes for my audience. I think I have you as um, hcabbott.ca. Yes. Correct? Okay. Hcabbott, A-B-B-O-T-T. I've got that. And um, and you're you're on social, I'm sure, like everybody else. What's your, yeah. your favorite hangout on social? LinkedIn is my preference. Um, I'm pretty well not on Twitter or TikTok. I have an account, but I'm not there. Actually, I can't even get into the TikTok. Um, <laughs> Instagram, I'm there very rarely. So it's really LinkedIn, occasionally Facebook. I like just to hear here because I am too. So again, thank you so much. And thank you to my audience for being here. If you liked what you heard, please check Heather's website, connect with her on LinkedIn and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.